0: dave gentry cw greer on dws and uh let me see if i can get his uh
1: get his microphone microphone going going. here there we are
0: (laughs) scott bennett how are
1: you this morning sir good morning i'm doing well i'm glad to be back in the studio with you yeah
0: glad to have you back with us what's going on
1: today well uh, it's uh Another beautiful day. I was, I was uh, just saying to Mr. Greer here, uh, and I'm heading from here to the Champaign County Farm Bureau. I'm going to receive uh, the Friend of Agriculture Award, which I'm very proud of, uh, showing you know uh, our support for our local agriculture and, and our farmers. Um, what I like about it is I think at the same time my Republican State Representative, Mike Marin, will also be receiving it, which just shows that you know there's a lot of issues in Springfield and D.C. that aren't partisan, uh, that, that should just be about... Um, your, you know, how your votes are, and and whether you represent your constituents. Um, so that that's a, a highlight of my day coming up.
0: You're about the only politician I hear saying that anymore. Used to be, <laughs> used to be, they would all say that. But anymore, it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, we can't talk about the opposition. Well, They're terrible
1: people. Yeah, I mean, it it, it has become just so exhaustingly partisan, <laughs> right? And and you know you. Uh, you, you know, if you say anything positive, even to say like, Hey, they're a good person. They're a good, you know, they, they care about their district. Like, I don't know if that's controversial, but, <laughs> um, but it is, uh, especially right after an ugly primary, like we just had, where you see uh, a recent congressional one where it was like, which one is a fake Republican. And then I'm, yeah. I'm sure you can find democratic examples around the country of people that, you know, uh, uh smiled at Trump once. And, and you know, <laughs> they, can you, tr- can you really trust them now if they did that? So you know, it's it's. It, you know, I always hear politicians say it's silly season, and that's true. Um, I think generally, though, um, I understand people that make campaign commercials want to make everything so unbelievably oh yeah. divisive, but not the people I talk to at the doors. Not I mean, they they just get exhausted by all of it and just kind of throw up their hands and say, you know, what what are you there for if you're just fighting all the time? So no, I appreciate that you noticing that, and that's something that's very important to me. Um, is to to try to represent everybody that in my district, and uh, and I don't think you do that if you were only talking about the the benefits of one political party.
0: Well, CW and I were just commenting this morning. We saw Darren Bailey spot on TV, but it was something negative about him. It wasn't something his campaign. <laughs> right? had Right. I've out.
1: done the same thing. Where I'm like, oh, okay. Darren's got new commercials, and I'll you know I'll uh, I'll tune in or pay attention, and it's it's not. It's just footage. <laughs> yeah. From their side, but yeah, he's he's kind of off the air, I think, right now.
0: It's what it seems to be. Mm -hmm. He must be holding back for something big.
1: I uh, maybe Uh, the (laughs) the rumor in in Springfield circles is just that um, the money, which would come from um, uh, Richard Uline from the Uline uh, Mm -hmm. office supply empire. has about, given about $20 million to Dan Proft but does not like the current makeup of the campaign that won the primary for Darren and says, well, once you change that personnel, then you can have this these funds. I'll know you're going to do more with them. To Darren's credit, I suppose, uh, Darren, is a, a, a Senator Bailey, um, has said that, you know, this is the team that won him his primary, and, and he's not willing to, to, to shake that up at this point. But we're at 90 days from the election, so I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of nervous people on his side saying, we can't be uh, off the air while the other side has the funds to continually define us.
0: Do you suppose Darren Bailey is running for name recognition this time around, and plans to run harder in
1: four years? I I don't know that I, I, I the person I know I serve with him in the state senate don't know him incredibly well. He's on uh-huh. several committees with me. I just he doesn't seem that way to me. I think he's yeah. I think he feels very strongly. Uh, that um, that the current governor's administration is is uh, not doing the things the way he would like to do them. Uh, the people he talks uh, talks to, I think, are telling him that same thing. The, the problem is this is such a diverse state. And so if you, um, you know, his comments at the fair this weekend made me kind of think of, I mean, at one point calling Chicago a hellhole when 20% of the, of the voters live in Chicago, right? And I, I think I understand what he was trying to say, Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but it's just, that's what's going to carry the, the headline. Yep. Right. Yeah. Is that, you know, you're offending people and uh, in a huge part of the state. And so you have, you know, then the then the gotcha moments, at the fair are uh, journalists asking other Republican state office candidates. Do you support? Do you agree with them? Do you support them? And you can mm-hmm. imagine they're like, I've got my own race here. I don't yeah. I, I'm not yeah. going to be. But, you know, I I think that's part of it is um, I was just thinking of Mike is he running for the governor of the south half of Illinois because he's got those (laughs) votes. Yeah, he's going to do very well south IED. I think that's true. Um, But when the majority of the population and the voters from November live in the suburbs and in the city of Chicago, um, you need to find a way to get your message to um, to those voters as well. where Trump did not do as well. So it's simply support from the former president isn't going to carry the day as it did in the primary. Um, and so, but now he's, I mean, he's a very genuine person. I think he, I, I always treat Bailey at face value. What, what he is saying, I think he means sometimes you're always wondering a politician like, sure. What's your real angle here? Yeah. I would be very surprised if for him it's anything other than this is what I'm running for right now. So, um, I just think that maybe the people around him, um, are, uh, of the same mindset as he is but aren't maybe giving him the best advice as to how to appeal to a broader audience.
0: So to Darren Bailey, you think the northern part of Illinois is up at I-80? Is that... Uh, <laughs>
1: you, you hear that often a lot from the, my <laughs> Chicago colleagues. <laughs> that they say, like, well, you know, Chicago, they kind of think Chicago stops at 80. Or, uh, I'm sorry, Illinois stops at 80. Yeah. And, and we have spent a lot of time in Springfield <laughs> reminding them that actually, you know, much yeah. of the state is down here. Uh, and uh, we invite you to visit us. Um, but the... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, it's it's going to be important for him, and it's and this is not just a Darren Bailey problem, right? It's everybody's problem coming out of a primary. Mm-hmm. You have to position yourself so far to one of the poles, right, to get your. Democrat primary supporters or Republican primary supporters, and then you got to turn around and a few months later um, try to appeal to everybody. Sure. Um, and now you're stuck with all those comments that you that you said before. And and if it's the truth, what difference should it make, right? I mean, that that's the the old Sam Rayburn line. I don't have to remember what I said. I just tell you the truth, and then it's you know always the same. um yeah he campaigned 70 years ago right maybe it's different now i don't know but but now it's much more about uh um catching one word and what you say and then you end up spending months explaining what your context was
0: the chicago media seems pretty good at that they seem like they just focus on one thing and then they hammer you on it from that point on I'm, Whereas downstate, it's a little different. Well, that's a true. A little.
1: That's true. I mean, I, I generally feel like it's more substantive down here. Um, there are exceptions. But <laughs> but I, I think, you know, you you know that. And so you end up looking to see um, what, uh, you know, what you're saying and, and making sure you're not walking in. I mean, that's kind of the, the first things you learn uh, when you get into public life is, you know, not to. So, for example, if somebody asks you in an interview, "Is Chicago a hellhole?" you don't re- <laughs> you don't repeat the question, yeah, exactly. because you're like, "Chicago's not a hell." And then it's like, "That's the headline, right? Chicago not a hellhole," says right. Bailey. Mm-hmm. Don't no. don't use their language back. And so it's things like that. You just at this level, if you're running for governor of the state of Illinois, you know this, and you, you just got to make sure, like, I'm not going to give you that kind of free. If, if I can't afford commercials, I'm not going to. The only thing Chicago knows about me is that I said a negative phrase, by you, even if he was trying to say, I'm, I'm supposing he was saying like, Hey, there are some really dangerous neighborhoods in the city. And you know, the people who live there are um, victims too. And we need to try to figure out what we can do to help them. Maybe that's what he was saying. I'm going to try to give him the benefit of the doubt. But uh, at the same time, we all know what's going to be the headline.
0: And given what we talked about earlier about the fact that he's kind of missing in action right now, so to speak on off air, that he's Wasting a lot of time getting to be known north of I-80. Yes. And so the That's, longer he's off the air, it's not helping
1: him as well. It's not. Well, as I think of this way. You know, negative ads only work on a candidate if you're not known. Right. right. And so, you know, all the money that some of his uh, primary opponents poured in to say he's a secret Democrat. I just laugh when I say that is a secret Democrat. <laughs> he really likes Obama like oh, that. Yeah. He's a really good actor if that's the case. Um, but but, you know, clearly that isn't the case. And the voters didn't believe that either because he did very well in the primary. But the you know, but he was known. He had a brand down here. And so that was where he carried the day generally. But. You know, if the if you're not as well known, and perhaps he's not in those areas of the state, then um, you could be defined in any way. You know, that you just don't ha- you don't have the name recognition, you don't have the branding. I suppose they use those Madison Avenue terms to to withstand what some of the bad things that these commercials are saying about you. So, I uh, you know, he's vulnerable to that, and and he's got 90 days to to get up there and spend as much time as possible. My understanding is he's spending a lot of time up there now. Um, probably explaining what he meant by that comment right and, and so again <laughs> not the best way to spend yeah. your 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 last weeks of a campaign but you know ultimately we're coming out of a very difficult time for our state and our country and you know the party in power is always going to have um, criticisms that can be leveled at how they handle that and you know i i, I think that's it's uh, fair to have that discussion to, to say and th- and that's one of the you know i'm sure frustration for my colleagues on the other side of the aisle is they want to have that discussion. They want to be talking about, you know, did we do things the right way? What if there's another mm-hmm. uh, round of COVID? How will we handle it going forward? How do we learn from lessons we've, we've gone through instead of do you do you support Darren Bailey and what he said about <laughs> Chicago or, you know, and, and some there was a very strange interview with Dan Brady, who was a friend of mine, ran for Secretary of State, where they asked him, uh, do you support Donald – did you vote for Donald Trump? That's what it was. And it was like four minutes of filler like, did you mean the primary or the general? Because I, I don't remember – I don't remember who I voted for, which – you know, know. Then, the then the interviewer's like, you don't remember who you voted for right. for president? And that that doesn't seem – you know, then, then you're – you know, Dan Brady's honesty is the best thing, you know, the people that know him would say about him. And so, like, now you're clearly – and, and, and he, he recovered enough to say, tell me how that's relevant to the Secretary of State's race. And it, that's absolutely true mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in that, you know, the the sh- Democrat nominee knows how it'll play in Chicago and that, that Donald Trump's not popular there. And so the goal there is to tie every Republican to Trump in the same way that for years Republicans tied Democrats to Mike Madigan and maybe, you know, other other unpopular candidates. So... Um, you know, I think that's that—that's the uh, old tune of politics.
0: All right, Scott Bennett. Thanks for your time this morning. We sure appreciate it.
1: Glad to be here. And All
0: congratulations right. too, by the way. Thank you very All much. All right.